grumpy old geeks, two old farts, a microphone, and the internet. What could go wrong? So here we are again. Uh, we were trying to wait for the sirens of Venice to go away, but uh, apparently they're just going to be around today, and there's not much we can do about it. Yeah, it's it's not going away. There's too much crime in your neighborhood. Sorry. You bad hood. Uh, well, yeah, I do. So we're changing shit up big time. Okay, yeah. Jason, tell me everything that's going on with our podcast. Okay. Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things when we started with Squarespace was I found that the stats sucked. Then we had to we had that great bit of customer service from Squarespace where they let us change our podcast URL, which is going to come in handy now because yes. we are changing uh, hosting yet again and leaving Squarespace. Sadly, right. But, um, we just don't get we don't get enough traffic stats, right. which is a big problem. And I thought you said this new printer was great, and it just won't shut up. <laughs> it just it has a mind of its own right now. Okay, number five is alive. Seriously, See, it's still trying to print out uh, whatever. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Um, pull the plug. Kill it. It's like a switch on the back of the neck of data. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it hates you. It hates us. Okay. So. Did get into my printer woes on this podcast? We, that was your rant last week. Okay. There you go. Remember your customer support problems? Oh, very quick. Okay. Stats. Okay. So, so Squarespace doesn't have very good stats. Zero stats on downloads. Zero stats. Only stats you get are on who or how many people have viewed your RSS feed. Right. And since pod snarfers grab your RSS feed multiple times a day, you don't get uniques on it. It's a pain. It's basically useless to find out actually how many people are listening to us. Right. So right. we switched to FeedBurner. FeedBurner right. stats are per day or an average across time, and it doesn't give you uniques. So I don't know. It's It's mind-bogglingly complex and again useless yes if you've got a blog it's a little easier but still feed burner stats blow too okay so we're moving everything we're leaving squarespace for the blog moving that to wordpress okay which you know how much i love wordpress we both love it so much i'm getting i'm I'm coming to terms again with wordpress because it's it's what i have to do now i'm starting up a bunch of blogs and doing all this other stuff and so we're going to go there. It gives us more freedom, more flexibility to do what we want to do. Okay. So we're also moving to Libsyn. And, and what is that? A liberated syndication network, I believe is what it is. I just noticed Libsyn. Okay. Um, for all the episode hosting for the files because we get download stats on the actual files. Oh, see, that's actually useful. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so we can get back. You can see how many people are looking at the older episodes or whatnot because... You know, for a while, we didn't know if we were going to keep doing this, but this is just too much fun. So we so should at least have some stats, yes. you know. I don't know if we're ever going to make a dime on it, but I'd, I, I don't care. I just want to do it for fun, and I want to know what tools are out there. And they're the, you know, the 800-pound gorilla as far as podcast hosting goes. Everybody uses them. Perfect. Okay. It's either them or put it on S3 and snarf the logs, and I don't feel like writing a log parser to do this kind of thing. I'd rather pay. I'm paying, we're paying like 40 bucks a month. Right. So it's a little pricey. Okay. I think we can we can tweak it in the in the future. I just want to let, you know for uh, uh, transparency. Yes. Just to let people know how much money we spend on this a month, which is quite a bit. Right. And uh, because we had to import all the old episodes, and we were running at almost seven hundred meg on the old episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've done quite a few now. This is number twelve, I number believe. Number twelve. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and like I was mentioning the other time, uh, bandwidth isn't free. Even though everybody think, seems to think it is. It's not. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with paying for bandwidth. And, yeah. you know, S3 was actually a pretty good option as far as cheap bandwidth goes. But for, from a stats perspective, I, yeah. I want to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Because people don't tend to comment that much. Yeah, because, because people are inherently lazy. Well, no, I don't think we just have a very big audience yet. Well, we're, we're still, we're, yeah. we're just doing this for fun. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's coming down the pipe. But I wanted to bring this up on the show because... When we do the switch, and I apologize in advance, iTunes may download those old shows automatically for you, or whatever pod snarfer you're on, Downcast or Instacast or whatever, right? You know, whatever's out there. So I apologize in advance if it tries to download them for you again. And uh, <laughs> well, what can I say? We just we, we got to make some changes. It happens even on my iTunes. When we did that first switch a while back, I have two different grumpy old geeks uh, podcast things where they're split up one through five and six through eleven. Uh, basically, just delete them both and you redownload them if you're really anal like me and you want things nice and organized and put in <laughs> one place. So yeah, and that, that was my fault because I I didn't realize where iTunes was doing the um, 
the show title and the author and all that stuff. So I screwed up and put our names in one time. So it created a whole new podcast. We lost everything. And then I flipped it back in a panic and it all came back. But it's uh, it's kind of a black art, this podcasting thing. There's not a lot of documentation out there. No, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of amorphous yeah. yes. <laughs> as, as far as how this goes. So, But that's okay. We don't mind that. No, and... Um, it kind of sucks that we're just beholden to iTunes that there aren't any great, great podcast directories out there. There are a bunch of like smaller ones and a few medium sized ones, but you know, iTunes is the, the go to guys. Yeah, it's it's the it's the big place to go. It's, yeah, so we're gonna keep keep going with that. And uh, also, you will notice a new new format. Everything's changing with that, but you're gonna have to keep <laughs> listening to the show to figure out what's going on with that. Yeah, we're changing this shit up. Amen, brother. All right. Comment of the week. We got a new segment, Comment of the Week. Comment of the Week. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so our first comment of the week is from Beach Mama. And she writes, loving the podcast. I don't understand half of what you and Brian are talking about, but I figure if I pick up at least a couple tips, I'm happy. I don't mind the language so much, but not the booze promos. As a 58-year-old woman, I'm guessing that I'm probably not your target market. I would love to promote the podcast, but with so many people struggling with alcoholism, I hate to see drinking glorified in any way. I truly enjoyed the podcast number eight, where you came clean with your past. I was touched, moved, and inspired. Thanks so much for all of the time and effort you and Brian put into the GOG podcast. No beach mama, thank you. <laughs> Honestly, thank you very much for your, your feedback. And uh, yeah, thanks very much, Beach Mama. And yeah, as I'm the uh, beach grumpy old geek guy living in Venice, um, I, I like the Beach Mama aspect of it. Um, a couple things. I'm not entirely sure that we even have a target market since everybody is into tech now, including 58-year-old women. Um, yeah, you're totally our target market. Yeah, Anybody yeah. who enjoys the show is our target market. You're our target market, so it's all good. Um, regarding the, the promotion of booze and, and whatnot, and well, we like booze. We like to drink. We're doing this for free. We're doing it for fun. Um, and also, I mean, it's not a Pollyanna world. What are we supposed to do? Pretend that these things don't exist? Was Pulp Fiction not supposed to be made because some people have problems with heroin? Not that this is Pulp Fiction or art by <laughs> any means. Um, but, you know, we drink. We like to drink. And uh, drink. a lot of coders drink. <laughs> and and it, I think it would be inauthentic if we didn't yeah. talk about it at least. Because yeah, because we do it. And honestly, I started listening to uh, another podcast recently, which is a bunch of PHP coders. They drink way more than we do, and they promote it way more than we do. We just yeah. have a couple beers and hang out. Yeah, and we're know? just talking, you know, we've just been saying beers that we like that we're actually drinking at the time. Again, we're on the Michelob Ultra for a second time right now, so I wouldn't say we like this, but it's tasty. It goes down smooth, and we're not uh, slurring by the end of it. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. I totally understand it. But, you know, it's it's part of what we do. It's part of the world. There are tons of wine podcasts out there and beer podcasts. And we're just expressing another thing that we love beyond our code and sci-fi geekiness. We yeah. love beer. And honestly, I mean, as someone who actually, me personally, has struggled with alcoholism in the past, came to terms with it and found a happy medium where I can enjoy a beer and not let it ruin my life. Right. Thank you, thank you, Michelob Ultra. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you, Michelob Ultra. And again, I think we've also talked a lot about the healthy things that we do. So, you know, yeah. life is a yin and yang, man. Right? Totally. Be beach mama, you should get this. Yeah, it's, chill, it's baby. yin and yang, a little beer, a little exercise. It's all groovy. <laughs> but thanks again, Beach Mama, for your comment. And if you want to be on the next segment of Comment of the Week, drop us a line. In the news, this week a Florida woman... Uh, came forward and won the gigantic lottery down in uh, wherever, how many states they have. <laughs> I don't know what the how the lottery works anymore. No, I don't either. This 84-year-old woman came forward. I got the ticket, single, single woman, and took the immediate payout instead of going the long-term 20-year well, payout. she's 84. She's 84. So you know what? <laughs> For her, props. Yeah. And she got, like, financial advisors and all that shit. That's not the story with her, though. No. Every, everybody wins a lottery every week. Who gives a shit? <laughs> the big story with this woman is these nice people in front of her let her cut line and get her quick pick. Worst case of good Samaritanism ever. 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 So, hopefully, I mean, for their sake, I hope they don't remember doing that. And she was just some anonymous lady who came yeah. in and out. Short-term memory didn't stick. Yep. Done. Hopefully. Yeah. So Although to be fair, if I were that old lady, I would I would reach out and say, um, whoever you were, 
Have a million dollars. No shit. I mean, that's the nice thing to do. But she, look at her. She looks angry. <laughs> she does not look like a pleasant woman. Uh, so I'm thinking she's probably not going to do that. Uh, I mean, and so she took, it was five, $590.5 million, And wow. to take the payout, she got 370.9. So she lost $220 million. Oh, that's fine. That's a lot of interest. <laughs> so if you figure, they, they keep the money and then they pay it out. So they're making money on the interest to pay for the whole thing. Yes. So they got a $370 million chunk. Yeah. Because that part's all, you know, just math and a scam. But right. at least she was smart about getting a financial advisor and all that stuff beforehand. Because everybody that wins the lottery is back in the same boat they were in, if not worse, a year or two later. It seems to be. I mean, but that's always kind of been the joke, right? The lottery is stupid tax. And they're not the smartest people in the world that end up winning it because if you're smart, you don't play the lottery. Well, that's what, what our, our previous guest, Joey, had the best joke ever. What has six balls and screws poor people? The lottery. <laughs> exactly. So, but uh, yeah, this story is a little insane and it just kind of goes to show you that being nice doesn't pay. No shit. <laughs> so this is my next story here is a uh, couple who hosted a self-help radio show found dead in joint suicide in Brooklyn home. Can you say schadenfreude? Well, I'm just wondering if they were the people that were in line in front of her. And... Ooh, very clever. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is, this was a woman who was 46 and her husband who was 48. Right. They actually had a radio show on WBAI in New York, which is the same radio network that does uh, the 2600 show off the hook. Okay. So I know the radio station. Right. But it's like, it makes me wonder about this whole self-help thing and people out there doing this kind of thing. Are they not the most miserable people in the world? Like comedians who make you laugh well, are some of the most damaged yes, people. They are ever damaged, used. angry people because a lot of that humor comes from anger. Uh, I'm, the self-help industry is always kind of vaguely sickened me. I mean, I'm sure there's some wonderful people out there and I don't want to cast aspersions on, on these people. And it's sad that they killed themselves and they were in so much pain. Yet we're still laughing about it because it's ironic. Um, but it's ironic. I'm not really laughing about it. <laughs> I kind of was when I read the headline. How can you not? Yeah, uh, it makes you know. a horrible person, but it's fucking funny. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 a horrible thing, and and yeah, I, I mean, a lot of them are. What drove them to that was it was it their career? Was it other things? Did they feel bad about the fact that they were giving people advice and things didn't go well? I mean, you hear like both and I, you and I listen to Doctor Drew's podcast a lot. We hear about his angst with things um, when when things don't work and how much it affects him and personally and how depressed he gets over things. And um, when you take on other people's suffering as your business and career, it's bound to affect you, I, I'd assume. Yeah, splash damage. Exactly. Because I, I just watched the show, the new show, I think it was on Bravo, called L.A. Shrinks. And oh, these, people are, these people are twice as messed up as, yes, I do watch reality TV. So, <laughs> you but anyway, and my wife can sit and watch Bravo together <laughs> later tonight if that would make you feel better. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> but these people were just as messed up, if not more messed up, than the people they were treating. Mm -hmm. You know? And yeah. I had a friend who had two psychologists as parents. He was messed up. They were more messed up. I, um, I was a psychology double major in high school. And, uh, I, the joke in high was, school? Or high school, sorry. <laughs> in college. Um, and the joke was always, you know, everybody here is here because they're fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to figure out themselves, not get a degree. So yeah. uh, there's something to that. Definitely. What I just really hope is that the people that they helped, that they actually helped on their radio show, don't see this as some kind of trigger for them to relapse. That's when I think, when I see things like this, that's what I, I worry about, you know? Right, right. When the healers can't heal themselves and then the people that they actually did heal, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then there's always the argument that if you were really into healing people, why would you be doing a radio show? Why aren't you in private practice? Is it more about your ego? Is it more about you being out there as opposed to just doing what you do. Well, so. the thing she was a psychotherapist and her husband was a motivational speaker. So he had no Ooh. actual credentials to speak of. Okay. Motivational speakers can all go fuck off and die. Yeah. So I'm betting he talked her into doing the show and probably. She, yeah. Yeah. There you okay. go. Okay. We're done with that. A little one. twist. No. Okay. <laughs> so more news stories. Um, let's get a little dark. Because this has been... Oh, uh, that wasn't dark enough. <laughs> let's get even darker. Because uh, this has been a bit of focus for me, not just even this week, although a lot of news stories seem to be coming out about it, but, but for a while now as we've been watching this economy change and certainly because I've been working in the music industry and we've watched that get completely decimated and we're seeing more and more of that happen. Journalists everywhere not getting paid anymore. Everything's freelance and you're lucky to get paid anything. Um, dollar on the blog post, <laughs> dollar on the blog post. So they're the Chicago sun times. Yeah. They fired all their photographers. Uh, yeah. No more photographers all gone. 
And it, this, this really saddens me because when I was in photography school, one of my great teachers, one of my, my photojournalism teacher, who I ended up working for and assisting for for several years, right. uh, she was a staff sometimes photographer, and she was amazing. Mm-hmm. And they just they kicked him to the curb and said, "Oh, we're just going to give our journalists iPhones, and they can take pictures and video." Yeah. And, and, oh, and the here's the really thing: the, the thing that really tweaks me about the Sun Times statement about this. They said that their audience is more involved with video now. I'm like, you run a newspaper. It's a newspaper. newspaper. How the fuck are you going to print a video <laughs> in your newspaper? Yeah, and it goes to that whole thing that like everybody thinks that they can do everything now. You've got an iPhone, so therefore you're a videographer, and you're a photographer, and you're a writer, and you can go ahead and do all the social network posts for all. It's just on and on, and uh, quality is getting lost, and everything is, is this horrible kind of eh, good enough is what people are going yeah, with. Yeah, they, they fired a Pulitzer Prize-winning photographer who <clears throat> shot for them for years, one of the best photographers in the business. Right. It's, it's mind-boggling. And the, and the funny thing is, on the, uh, the story we'll link to in the show notes, um, the Chicago Tribune, is who, they covered it. Right. <laughs> and they went to the Billy Goat Tavern, which is a famous tavern in Chicago, and interviewed the photographers that got fired, and they shot video with a fucking iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> So you can see their video. So I don't know. Maybe it's more endemic than we thought. Uh, who knows? It's a, it's a crazy thing that's happening with the, with every industry, and we just see it more and more. I mean, photography was bound to go that way, but to be fair, so are newspapers. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to slash costs because nobody reads newspapers anymore. Yeah, nobody buys them, nobody subscribes to them, and online it's free, except for that kind of weird ass ad revenue thing that I still don't really understand. And the downside is, I mean, we're losing good news, you know. And well, we've lost journalism. Let's, I mean, should I start my Huffington Post rant now? No, let's not go back to that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, beat that dog dead. Um, but yeah, and this this ties into the the other article you sent yes. me this week about losing. It, this isn't so much about losing the middle class, but it's more about people working for free. Um, yeah. Yeah, the story was, in the digital economy, we'll soon all be working for free, and I refuse. It's from The Guardian in the UK, so it's a bit UK-centric, but it's pretty much talking about something I've been worried about for ages, which is nobody wants to pay for anything anymore. And we're all continuing to produce, we're all doing stuff, and a lot of us are doing it for for free in the hopes that something, like, say, this podcast, (laughs) uh, podcast, that hopefully something may financially come our way, but what people are generally finding is it's a bit like the lottery. Uh, The YouTube people that are recording their stuff 24-7 trying to hit thousands upon millions of thousands of millions of people are on YouTube doing stuff, and 1.01% of them actually make any money. And the the side effect of that is they're all still producing content. So there's always something to watch. There's always something to read. So even if they're not making money off of it, we're still being entertained. We're all still being entertained. We don't want to pay for shit. And uh, what's going to happen? I don't know. how you can't, you know, there's no, until we have the 3D printer that makes our food, we're still going to need the raw materials for it. We're still going to have to buy those. I think I'm going to have to start transferring all my stock to like farms and agriculture (laughs) at this point because how you can't pay your rent for free stuff. No, you know it's great that we're all getting it for free as consumers, but if you're a producer and if you're trying to do a job, there there aren't going to be any jobs left. Everything's free. Well, I'm guessing that most of the people that are producing this are unemployed anyway. <laughs> so, and I think it's I think it's ironic you mentioned the 3D printer that can make food. We've we've created a 3D printer that can make a gun, yes. but we don't have anything that can make food yet. I know. Although I, know. I have seen some cake <laughs> some cake decorating 3D printers that are kind of kind of sexy. And on the printer subject again. We have a 3D printer that can make a gun, and I can't get a fucking printer to connect my wireless network. <laughs> well, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this whole idea of this everything being free, um, you know, I was I saw the Jaron Lanier uh, article a while back on Slate, which we'll throw in the show notes, and he's got a book out coming up that's called uh, Who Owns the Future, which I've already got on my iPad, but I haven't started reading it yet. He goes way in depth into how this internet thing is creating like a serfdom. Really, because we're all just sitting there making stuff and consuming things, and the people that are controlling the bandwidth and the dis- distribution networks are the only people making money. They're the kings now. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this book on a previous episode, mm-hmm. and you know who I'd like to get? I'd like to get 
uh, Jaron Lanier and Clay Shirky in a room together to just expound on this because I love Clay and I love Jaron and mm -hmm. I bet that would be one of the most amazing talks ever. It would, yeah. We probably couldn't get that together, but maybe Ted could. Ted, you guys should get those guys in a room together. I don't know. I know Clay. I can probably no, reach well, out. Let's do it. I don't, know, awesome. I don't know Jaron, but <laughs> yeah. If, and uh, on the same thing with Jaron, if you have never read Clay Shirky's books, uh, he's got a great book called uh, Here Comes Everyone, mm -hmm. which goes into uh, basically, you know, how we were all producing this content 24-7. Yeah. And fantastic read. I highly recommend it. So <laughs> It's just one of those things where you, you go back to Star Trek, since this is grumpy old geeks, where uh, they're, you know... In, in Star Trek, there was no economy anymore. There's no money. You don't get paid to do things. Everything's kind of taken care of and you do it out of altruism or whatever. We've kind of stepped ahead in terms of like, we're not getting paid, but there's not that whole like sustenance behind everything where we don't have to worry about shelter and food and clothing. And taxes. And taxes. Kickstarter in the balls. News came out that I don't even, I mean, apparently they're, they're kids of famous people, but whatever. Zosia, is that how you'd say that? Zosia? Zosia and Clara Mamet's Kickstarter meets little support. Oh, dear. Wouldn't it, their last name's Mamet? Yeah. I'm Would assuming that be David the, Mamet? Yes. The Mamet sisters, as it were, who are now a thing in a band doing uh, folk body percussion, in air quotes, body uh, percussion okay, folk. What the fuck is body percussion? It's what happens when you don't have to work for a living. So like... But the, yeah, she's also holding a ukulele, so, or banjo? It's a banjo. banjo. It's not Sorry. a fucking ukulele. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still stuck in Hawaii a little bit. Apparently, Jesus. Um, yeah, so another uh, semi-celebrity people um, who apparently needed uh, more than $29,000 still. Okay, so it's a $32,000 ask. They got 2600 so yep. far. There you go. Oh. So that's like 13 seconds of a program that their father produced on TV yes. that he got paid for. Pretty much, yeah. So, I mean, I love David Mamet. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, but I why do you have to love their kids and think they're creative? I don't. And what is body percussion folk? I just, I just played some for you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the, the, the man boob rim shot. Man boob rim shot. Ooh, we got a patent that. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> All right, so more fails on Kickstarter. Can you guys just knock it off, please? Just because you were somewhat famous 20 years ago or, or you're the offspring of somebody famous doesn't mean we want to fund you for crap. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. All right, thank you. Kickstarter, bye. Oh, sure you call that an old to you? It's crap. So, I got a new app this week because I love photography apps on the iPhone because there aren't enough of them. You know, it's a, there's there is a a serious problem with not enough camera apps coming out for the iPhone. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, you know, it's, there's, it's mm. I only have smell the sarcasm. Yes, I only have like 200 of them on my iPhone, <laughs> and I'm a sucker for them because I'm hoping that one day I'll find a good one. Okay, Camera Plus, not a good one. Hate that thing. Uh, I, I I could go through the fucking list for hours, but my new one, which is the worst piece of crap that I've gotten in a long time, is called Camera Noir. Ooh, by Pacific, by Pacific Helm LLC. How much does it cost? I don't, I, we'll get to that. Oh, okay, okay. Their previous hits include Checkers. I like, I like Checkers. <laughs> they made a Checkers app. Okay. <laughs> so I can see how they have the skills and background to do a, a photography app that yes. would be world class, Jason. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I didn't really kind of <laughs> factor that in. I think I saw this one on Daring Fireball. So fuck you, John Gruber. <laughs> It was not cheap. I can't remember what the price was. Okay. It was more than one cent, <clears throat> which means I less paid, than five hundred dollars. I made I paid more than it was worth. Okay. So I have gotten. I played with it for about an hour. Mm -hmm. Out of that hour, I have gotten four. Count them four. Four photographs. Okay. It crashes incessantly. It is interminably slow to load. Okay. Twice as long as the load to take a photo and has crashed my phone, like the actual phone OS, several times. Okay. Now, what is the, the niche or the, the feature that caught your eye and made you think that this is something that you want? High-quality black-and-white photography. They've got three different modes for different settings for contrast, like low-range, mid-range, and high-range. Okay. The previews on the iTunes page were stunning. It right. looked beautiful. 
And they and this is the weird part. They've got this square bracket in the middle because I, I assume that they think that you're taking photos for Instagram. Right. And I've tried to change it. I'm like, why can't I make the square thing go away and just get a full frame thing? But here's the here's the rub. It takes a full frame photo every time. Right. The square is just visual whatever. Hoo harry. Hoo harry. Hoo harry. I and, like that. <laughs> and here's the other thing it's got. It's got a levelator. Not, a levelator? Not, not, not like what we use for the podcast oh, okay. to get the not levels. audio levelator. No, it's literally got a, a red line that goes through the middle, and it turns green when your phone is perfectly straight up. Okay. The only way this works is if your phone is at a 90-degree angle to the ground. If you tilt your phone, you can't get a level. Oh, I was about to say at least you could use it for construction. Nope. No, not even that. Okay. Nope. Nope. Get that free level app that gets bundled with a fart sound app and you're in the flashlight and you're good to go. That, that's a trifecta there. Flashlight, fart, and level. Yes. I have but, all of them. Yeah. The, the camera noir, though, skip, skip, skip. I don't right. care if they come up with updates on it. They, they wasted an hour of my time. That's gotcha. a that's a billable hour I lost. So I'm like, you know, money little, in the hole at this point. A little annoyed. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, skip the camera noir. Checkers might be fucking fantastic, but I'm telling you right now, these guys can't take a picture for shit. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and chime in here too. I, I'm not going to say it's a crap app, but I'm going to follow up on one of my great apps that I pimped a couple of weeks ago, which is the Trivi. Uh, I ended up paying for it, like I told you, and uh, it just mysteriously stopped working two weeks ago for me. And... You know, two weeks of emails to the trip to their support, not a single response yet. Uh, one of them titled, "Hey guys, I actually paid for your app." No response. Here's here's the here's the rub. <laughs> I only play Trivi with you. Yeah. So that means the app's broken for me too. So I should write them as well. Yeah. Well, you probably should. It's a little bit annoying. But I get it. And a call back to our little segment about uh, you know they're probably not making any money. I, well, they I, made at least six bucks off of us. They made so. at least six bucks, but minus I wouldn't... 30%, uh, whatever. Yeah, minus 30%, whatever. Minus blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but uh, I can get why they're probably overwhelmed with uh, su- support to the free people, and they're not making any money and kind of going, why are we doing this again? You know what? That's bullshit. <laughs> that's, that's but it is bullshit. bullshit. I bought your app. Um, I wrote your support two weeks ago now, and I haven't heard a single word back, and my app just won't load, and it's not me. I've done all the tech support stuff, uh, you know, deleted, blah, 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 all of that stuff. So yep. there you go. So, Trivi, not so happy with you right now. Fix it, because I love playing the game. This week in false advertising. Oh, uh, we've been doing this podcast in my house, and um, I'm kind of by the beach, and I've got these big windows where the sun comes in, and it gets really hot up here. Really hot. Uh, Jason used to be quite sweaty until he was smart and brought shorts over to change into. Uh, we cranked the AC before, can't have it on during because it's loud. Uh, so I, you know, thought about this for a while, and found these great blackout blinds and they're all motorized and they're super cool and everything uh, via three-day blinds. Uh, Do you notice the name of the company there, Jason? Three-day. That would be 72 hours. Right in the title of the company. The company's name, three-day blinds. And I noticed on their website because I checked them out and it says, we'll come to you. Oh, they did come to me 31 days ago. 31 days ago? And counting, because I think, as you notice, there's only two sets of the blinds up. I think they're they're off by a, an order of magnitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, uh, the three day that they must be running with at this point is they actually have to come here three different times to do installation because apparently it's going to involve three. Uh, one's done. Okay. They're going to come a second time to do one set of windows, and then the third one will be another month from now. Well, it doesn't say three consecutive day blinds. <laughs> you got me on a technicality. Okay, I'm just going with it. Security. Ah! Uh, so this new format, I'm going all meta here and talking about what we're actually doing. This new format actually works really well with the Michelob Ultra because that crap goes right through you. <laughs> I don't think I can sit here for 30 minutes straight drinking this. <laughs> dude, you're, 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 you're proposing alcoholism again. We talked about this to Beach oh, Mama. Sorry, Come Beach on, Mama. Oh. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. Okay. You are. It, 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 I, I, <laughs> And that's not a dig. That's not a dig at all. I, no, it's not a dig. I just want to. It, it's funny. It is funny because it it actually kind of does. And trust me, uh, go back to your old Monty Python. I I bet you know Monty Python Beach Mama. This Michelob Ultra is like making love in a canoe. You finished the joke. <laughs> okay, so guess what I got today? Yes, I got my first LinkedIn 
scammer spammer dude. <laughs> scanner spammer dude. Took him a while to get to LinkedIn. Well, I, I approve a lot of people that I don't know. When oh, I look okay. at their I look at their C V and say, Okay, well maybe I would like to know this person. And this one did kind of resonate with me. It's like, I don't know. And then I was just like, ah, fuck it. Keep clicking. Let's approve everybody. Right. And this would be Barrister Williams Harry from the UK. Okay. So I'm thinking, eh, what the, what's the harm? You know, I, I got all sorts of people that follow me on LinkedIn. I got like I whopping like. Two, three hundred connections. Do on you there, major post on LinkedIn? Is no, I don't. Reason? Okay, so why would some random barrister because, follow you? Because I used to no, because I used to run Met blogs. Okay, so I've got, got like I've got like a shit ton of Pakistani nationals following me. I got a bunch of people from India. I got people from all over the world following me on mm. LinkedIn because they used to be writers for me. But you must be on some lists. Well, I can't go to Pakistan. <laughs> I already told you about that. Yes. I, they're, they're, I cannot go to Pakistan. And neither should you. <laughs> so, but anyway, I got this thing from him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm the executor of the to the late client Brian DeFilippo, here and referred to as my client, who worked as an independent oil magnate in my country and died in a car crash with his immediate family on the fourth of October, two thousand six." Right. I'm like, okay, well, I'm a DeFilippo. We are immigrants from Italy. I figured. Uh, there is no DeFilippo who has ever or shall ever be probably an oil magnate. <laughs> <laughs> and I started, I, I was reading this and I'm like, oh, you gotta be shitting me. So this is the, uh, you know, Jamaican. No, whatever. it's a Nigerian, Nigerian, Nigerian yes. scam. And Revamped it, it, for same thing, it basically to a T and he's like, oh, I just need 50% of, the, you are entitled to $136 million and I need all this money up front just to cover my costs because I do not want to impede upon you any further. Correct. So yes. I did, I did a little bit of research and I went to some of the sites that, you know, catalog all of the names that these people, uh, work under and. Williams Harry is a name, and Barrister Jonathan Harry is a name. So Barrister Williams Harry, right? Let's see is, what is they a new there. one. It's a yeah. new one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's the same shit. Yeah. So if you if you guys are getting any of this uh, new uh, LinkedIn spam, just be aware. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's there now too. His profile's already been deactivated, so you okay. know people have figured it out. Chimed in. Right. So what else is going on in the security world? <laughs> Well, this morning um, I woke up to the NSA collecting phone records for millions of U.S. Verizon customers. And I am a very happy and proud Verizon customer and have been for years. I've always told everybody that if you want a phone that actually works anywhere in this country and abroad, you need to have Verizon. Um, but there you go. So every single phone call, text, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the government is more than aware of, has is able to see, is databased, is there forever for them to go ahead and, and look through, which I kind of have a problem with. Sort well, of. <laughs> I, am, I, I am not a Verizon customer. I am not a happy Verizon customer. I, uh, I am a very disgruntled... Oh, I just hit the microphone. That was ooh, wrong. Did, uh, you, I, no, I was trying to point at you and give you some <laughs> like pointed uh, reaction. Yes. Uh, I am a very disgruntled AT&T customer. And if you remember, AT&T are the... Uh, the uh, the company that had the black room the black box room yes. in San Francisco mm -hmm. where they basically just snarfed everything yeah I'm used to it it's so not like it's it. not like any other cell phone company isn't doing this this is the way of the world now and it's time to uh, kind of recognize that and realize it um, it's still I I'm of two minds on this uh, the first is it's disturbing because I still kind of grew up I'm, we're grumpy old geeks we're not younger geeks and we grew up with some semblance of of what privacy is and it matters uh unlike people today who just don't seem to care um well, so but i'm on the other side of things um i, I don't really give a shit if the government is looking at what i'm doing because i'm not doing anything too crazy well you should because what they're doing is illegal 100 percent illegal okay friend of the show, Dr. David Teeter, yes. who will hopefully drive his ass down here next week and join us instead of sending me snarky-ass Facebook comments. Uh, I, I enjoy reading your comments as well. Um, <laughs> Please come down, because I'd like to talk to you about why you think that the Constitution thing and all that stuff still exists, because we all know it doesn't. <laughs> on his, in his Facebook comments today, he worked in the intelligence industry. Yes. Ate industry, whatever. You know, he was <laughs> in intelligence, and they drilled into him the rules of engagement 
which basically state that everything that the the Obama administration is doing yeah. is flat out no go, hands off. You don't do that shit. This comes after you know, you know the Nixon shit yes. back in the day, and starts with the, um, the McCarthy hearings and all that. I mean. Yeah. This is why we need him here because I can't speak as a as a <laughs> an expert on it, but I understand the point that the fact that everything that they're doing with this is completely illegal, right? Um, and they, they they couch it in terrorism and they say, oh well, it's a it's a threat to national security. Well, we need to know who. It's not that we're trying to catch the terror. We're trying to catch who the terrorists talk to. So okay, the delivery guy at Domino's is now waging jihad on pepperoni. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> well, you know, George Orwell was just a couple of years off. I mean, it, we no. all kind of knew that. This, this isn't is, George Orwell. No, no, no. This is 1984. This is no, Big dude. You you have them backwards. There were there were two books back then that <laughs> that laid this out. There was 1984 yep. by George Orwell. Yep. There was A Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Yeah. Huxley won. Okay. Wow, that was a good point. No, yeah. this is this is all about Huxley. Okay. So go back and reread go those two books. Go back and reread. We have sealed our own fate with those. Well, it's interesting because immediately after, because proving there is still journalism, apparently it's just in the UK, though. The yeah, Guardian, the Guardian. Had, the Guardian had a nice article about the administration completely just saying every all of this collecting of phone records is completely legal and cool, and we're happy it's happening, and we're not going to stop it. No, they're not going to so, stop it. Of course they're not going to stop it. Once you open that box, you never go back, and that's just the way it is now. So there is no privacy whatsoever with any of your cell phones, Snapchats, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Nothing. Nothing. It's, it's just all gone. Uh, again, to a certain extent, I know I should care because it's technically illegal, but... Well, we're, no, we're, not, we're not never should, no, you shouldn't care because illegal. it's quote-unquote technically illegal. If it's legal, they can do it. If it's illegal, they can't do it. Right. That's that, There's no black and white. I mean, there's no gray there. That's black and white. Right. It's Nixon. Well, if I did it, then it's legal. Right. That's the same fucking argument. Yeah. I just don't... Uh, how are you going to stop it? I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that, that, that's that, where it gets weird. But yeah. And again, the, the other, well, I mean, is the argument to kind of justify it is if you're not doing anything wrong, why do you care? Uh, that's not the point. That, that is, is, I agree. No, that, that is not the point. I agree. That is it's not the point. The worst argument yes. ever. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, we, everything that we do is recorded now and saved forever and searchable and yeah, yeah. Well, this so, goes back. There to, is I no mean, privacy anymore. Well, there's a great, great talk from mm -hmm. the Hope Conference, yes. Hackers on Planet Earth. Yes. From a private detective called Steve Rombaum. Yep. Who? Uh, it's it's funny. I went to Hope one year because my girlfriend worked for Twenty Six Hundred. Surprisingly. Yeah. Um, that I had a girlfriend back then. Um, <laughs> And there was a, this whole kerfuffle that was going on because somebody, like the feds, came in and raided the conference and took out a speaker. Right. And it was Steve Rombaum because he was mm -hmm. getting ready to give a talk called Privacy is Dead, Get Over It. Yeah. And where he talked about uh, this guy that he had basically tracked down who was a fraudster, was passing himself off as a prince of Austria, <laughs> but who was actually an FBI informant. And, you know, went to jail, spent the weekend in jail and mm -hmm. turned out he got tons of people fired and because he was he was in the right. He, everything he got was from like Freedom of Information Act stuff. It was all public record, trial yeah. records, all this stuff. Right. Um, but his talk, while the aforementioned Dr. Teeter can drive his ass down here <laughs> and refute me, says this guy's not legit. Seems legit to me. Um, I listened to probably a good hour of the three hour talk today and it was I, I don't see how it's not legit and I'd love to hear some people tell me why not too. And he brought up I think the most valid point that it brings up is the fact that this entire generation, you and I included now, because we we live and breathe on this stuff, um, social media, etc. We're giving away our privacy. We are using free services that are under no obligation and in their terms of service say that our stuff is not really that private. And they are obliged by law to turn over their records to whomever, whatever government entity, if need be. Uh, we're telling them what we're doing all the time, where we're doing it, who we're doing it with. We are willingly informing the entire world of what we're doing all the time. We're giving away our privacy. We are. And, and it's also, it's not required by law. The government can just buy it. Yeah. 
Because these, it's all that's sale. the point. These are all private. <laughs> no, they're private corporations, mm -hmm. and they can sell the data as yeah. long as their TOS says we have the right to resell your data, which they all do. Yeah. So you know, it, it doesn't. They don't even have to have it like a FISA request, anything yeah. like that. They mm -hmm. just can basically go and say, oh. Well, the Domino's Pizza database was one of the you know the biggest sellers because it had everybody's phone number, had everybody's address. It was yeah. it's one of the biggest you know sale points. <laughs> I just I recommend everybody. We're going to link the the video in the show notes. Just drop three hours, go watch it, and you don't even make up to, your own mind. You don't even need to watch it. Just let it play. You can just listen. No, the, sl the slides that. are good. The slides yeah, the are slides good. are good. I mean, it's worth it. But I mean, three hours is a big commitment for a lot of people. Put it on on your desktop, walk around, do whatever you need to do, cook your dinner. It's really eye-opening and interesting, and it's all stuff that if you're a super geek like us and listen to this, you already know. I bet uh, it's good stuff. It's really good, and it scares the fuck out of you. Yeah, and I would say forget Brian's thing with put it on audio. Get the entire family, pop some popcorn, put it on the Apple TV, and make little sissy and junior and the wife sit down. <laughs> or if you're the wife, make the husband watch. Or if you're the daughter, make your parents watch. Just sit down and watch the whole damn thing, soup to nuts, and then make up your own mind. But That's let me um, let me quickly turn this around to to us now, because we just talked about how we're giving away our own privacy on all these social networks. Just last week, you were talking about how you're diving back in and you're going to be all in on the social networks and get yourself out there again. And you're contributing, right? That I mean, you that... are giving away your own privacy. Well, no, that doesn't mean that. Anybody can look at my phone records and see where I was at any at any given point without a warrant, right? Or a record, you know, a, any a judge or court ordered warrant. Okay, that's what they're doing. All right, this so is different. You're willingly choosing the times and places that you're letting everybody know where you're at. I never share. I never share geolocation. Right. Okay. Unless unless I'm on vacation. He's in Venice right now. Yeah. Some <laughs> somewhere on Rose <laughs> Avenue. Come come blow his shit up. So. No, I don't. I don't. I don't do that. I okay. never do that. Right. Well, just you're... because it's nobody's fucking business. True. If but... I'm at a restaurant and I post a picture, sure, I'll geotag it so somebody can check out the restaurant if but it's a you great restaurant. Are aware of the fact that pretty much everybody else does. It's her own fucking fault. Okay. <laughs> That's not. It's not my problem. It's the fact that I have the choice. Right. I want the choice. Okay. No, I totally understand that. So. I don't know where we go with this. It's a different world now. I, I, you and I are kind of anachronistic with this stuff because we, we kind of see it as a problem, and I don't think most people do. You know, I posted, uh, I posted this NSA article on my Facebook earlier this morning, right when I woke up and I read it, and I usually get a lot of comments on whatever it is I post. Not a one. Yeah. No, one no one cared. Yeah. No one sees it as important or interesting. So... I don't, I don't know. Well, that's, that's where the, the systematic erosion of, you know, privacy and rights mm -hmm. kind of goes out the window. If they mention it helps catch a terrorist, yeah. then they, they get a free pass. Yeah. And everybody goes, oh, okay. Well, not okay. I mean, granted, I don't know how to fix it. I'm not a constitutional <laughs> lawyer. I'm just a nerd who likes to type PHP and <laughs> play Quake. And Yeah. But I just I, I can see what's happening and I, it bugs me. But that's it. That's, uh, that's all I got on it. It's just it's where we're headed with everything. I mean, I was talking about that when we were talking about the cloud too. I mean, as soon as we move from pushing our own personal data away from our own control and putting it out there, that means it's searchable, it's findable, it's hackable, it's all gone. Yeah, and you know, go back to the old days. They could check your library records. Same thing to see what you're reading. But you know what? We're done. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> it's the library. Woo. I kind of like devour authors when I find out an author I like. I will go through their entire ouvoir, as one would say, within a matter of weeks or you know months if they're like Vonnegut and they have shit tons of books. Um, so when I do that, it, it kind of leaves me lost by the time I'm done because I don't know what else to read and I know it's going to be two years or never if they're dead before I get another book. Um, so I, don't read dead authors. Don't read dead authors. No Shakespeare for you. <laughs> um, so I put out the call on Facebook. I need a book to read. And a friend recommended a, a book called Horns um, by Joe Hill, which I just downloaded and read and really enjoyed without doing any research whatsoever. And, uh, you know, then you go back to the Kindle store and, oh, there's another one. Okay, so I downloaded and read that. Oh, that's pretty good, too. Kind of horror genre, a bit like 
if you can imagine, you know, Rob Zombie kind of slasher flick with blood and gore everywhere as a book and being interesting and really good ideas and, and kind of funny and tongue in cheek and all of that sort of great, right up my alley. Great yeah, books. Sounds like it. Um, and then I got the a new one just came out called Nosferatu, spelled N O S F R two. That would be that would that would not be an F. That would be a four. Oh, four. Sorry. N O S N O S four R two Nosferatu. Um, and I just finished it, and it was really good. And um, this is when I finally discovered who the author is, and it's Stephen King's son. No shit. No shit. Wow. And. Not surprising, given the first two books, because they were kind of horror and, you know, had that kind of feel to it. But it's Stephen King's son and pretty damn good writer in his own right. Nosferatu, which I just finished, is a bit of a departure from the other two books uh, in that it's he went a little bit more Stephen Kingy. He's trying to be his dad a bit this no, time around. That's too bad. Which is, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's still, it was a really good book. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would recommend going back and reading the other two by him, particularly Horns, which was really great, and apparently is about to become a movie starring Daniel Radcliffe as the main character, which is, if you want to talk, you want to talk about breaking your role. This, this character is, is a, <laughs> hard drinking, lots of fucking depressed. Awesome. Yeah, is not Harry Potter. So go back and, and get that one. Uh, I'd still enjoyed Nosferatu, but I definitely felt that he was kind of climbing on his dad's territory a little bit. It went a little bit more cerebral. He was trying to do kind of that more like not blood and guts horror, but like, oh my God, what the hell is happening? Skin tingling. And he even kind of did the meta world thing that Stephen King does and tied into Stephen King's meta worlds. Yeah. yeah, he touched on a couple like, you know, the it stuff and like dairy and all that. So, so, so it, yeah. it, it was the one where the giant spider was the villain at the end. Uh, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's mm-hmm. the problem I have with Stephen King. It's like, it's really good up until the end and his endings are fucking terrible. I cannot, I, I, I hate, I'm going to say right now, I hate Stephen King. <laughs> I'm it, a in the beginning, huge Stephen King fan. So. so, like, I watched, I watched the first, I, I, going back to the videos, I watched yeah. the, it at the beginning. Tim Curry is a clown with okay, sharp, with those crazy sharp teeth. That would have made the movie. You're talking about the adaptations of his books, not his actual books. I started to read The Gunslinger because you were so hot on it, and I was bored that to That series, are, well, you have to get through the first one. The first one sucks. Okay, well, you didn't say that, because the first one okay. sucks. Well, I'm telling you right now, the first one sucks, but it's the best series ever written, ever. Okay. Um, overall, happy with, uh, with Joe Hill. A um, little worried about him trying to follow way too closely in his daddy's footsteps right now. Back away from that if you happen to be listening to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but worth a read. Uh, good stuff. Good horror. I think uh, his daddy was successful, so mm-hmm. you know what? Why not piggyback? There you go. Well, yeah, I don't know. I know. Blaze your own trail. Blaze your own trail. And, and I don't care that he's even writing you know, horror stuff. That's fine. But don't bring in your own dad's characters and world into your yeah, book, that's, which he did. That's which Vitter he Bo- did with this one. Vitter-Bolton. Yes, you should not have done that. <laughs> Otherwise, still a really good read. I, I would have loved it if I wouldn't have known he was Stephen King's son. And if he would have left out those bits where I was like, oh, that's from Stephen King. And that's how I then looked and went, oh, it's Stephen King's son. Huh, interesting. Uh, Still worth it. Go for it. Joe Hill, keep writing. We'll see what happens. The web's not dead. Every week I find new stuff to love on the web. Even though I hate being on the web because it's my job. (laughs) Yes. Every now and again something comes across my desk that just makes me go, holy shit, that's genius. My my new favorite, I have to say, is a website called thisiswhyimbroke.com. Yes. I used to love ThinkGeek, as um, I believe you did too. Yes, ThinkGeek was uh, my favorite site for getting gifts and uh, my own fun stuff to have around the house for the longest time. And back when it was cool, I used to have my my Schrodinger's cat is dead. My Schrodinger's <laughs> cat is not dead shirt. Yes. You know, yeah, oh, tons of great t-shirts from that place. I got more comments on the street from that shirt than anybody. People would be like, what's a Schrodinger? <laughs> you know, so I had to say, I, had to, I would teach them about theoretical physics. It's <laughs> like, well, it's a thought experiment. Let me, let me explain this to you. Yeah. But every, now it's like, everybody's got that shit and you don't want it anymore. Yeah. But here's the deal. This is why I'm broke.com is not a producer of goods. They yes. are a curator of goods, mm-hmm. goods that, seriously tickle my inner nerd taint <laughs> it's it's like it's like i'm pretty the, sure the, they probably have something specific for that on I'm the sure. site somewhere <laughs> i'm yeah. sure 
Maybe the medieval hand blades? No, you probably don't want that tickling your taint. The what? The medieval hand blades that I see right in front of you. Oh, medieval hand blades, yes. No, and that reminded me totally of Faust, the old comic that was, you know, very short run. Yes. Back when I liked comics like 30 years ago. (laughs) And I still don't understand why these fucking middle-aged guys are into comics nowadays. I just don't get that. But but yeah, the medieval hand blades were good. And the Sub-Zero MacBook sticker, which is like Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat making the thing with the Apple. Yeah. I just saw that 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 tickles my inner geek more than anything because I was a I was a Mortal Kombat. You uh, you sent this link over to me earlier today, and I honestly wish you never had um, because I don't even know if I want to bookmark this because there's so many things I want on here. So the Space Invaders couch for five thousand dollars is killing me, uh, and the water jetpack for a hundred thousand dollars, which I and I, I I have to have one, Jason. <laughs> I, I want that too. Dude, that, that thing's been around for a while now. And um, it's so awesome. Yeah, just, just check out the water jetpack YouTube videos. The Jetlev is what it's called. Just yeah. go 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 to YouTube and I, check I, out. I Jet spent Lev. 15 minutes looking at this site uh, earlier when you sent it over to me, and whatever amount of money that 64 or 84 year old woman won, you I, I've already all. spent it. <laughs> yeah. in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. take 10 of each, yeah. please. They actually had the full size Lego X Wing on here too that you could buy. It was like 180 thousand. <laughs> it <was> ridiculous. <laughs> it's a uh, this out thinks. Think geeks, think geek, definitely. So yeah, no, it's it's yeah. it's hands down my my new favorite. Just go to, I want to see. Oh, they got the blue laser too. I, I always wanted one of those. They took a blue laser out of a PS3 and put it into this like uh, lightsaber handle. Right. And there are so many warnings with it because you can <laughs> not just blind somebody because you could do that with a regular laser pointer. You can probably kill someone with it. Right. You pointed at their carotid, it could pop. <laughs> there is a fighter spaceship bed for $18,000, which looks amazing. Uh, the Batman Snuggie is quite amusing. Uh, yeah, this is that. endless yeah. like gift ideas. Uh, this is unbelievable. This is a geek's paradise. Seriously. It just really is. Ooh, the Transformer USB flash drive is pretty awesome. Whiskey ice cube stones. Oh, look at that. No, I've seen those, yeah. Oh, my God, the amplifier fridge. It's a Marshall <laughs> Stack amp that open. That's Oh, my God, that's that, amazing. You, you got... You, <laughs> Okay, we, there found, is we, found the, what, we found what Brian's ordering. Is, that is, is the garage beer fridge from, from hell. It's awesome. Oh, this, this site is amazing. Good find. And uh, damn you. I'm, I'm just glad that the, the internet still has a way to tickle my fancy. We are definitely me. adding a tip button to our website <laughs> for this show because I want to be able to buy all this cool stuff. Um, I guess there is still... Uh, yeah, this is so... It's curated, so these are all people that have their own websites and or they submit to them how does this work i think these people just go out and find the coolest stuff okay that's yeah and because like when you click check it out just like takes it to their page and you're oh cool that's all they're doing is yeah just finding stuff over the web yeah i don't i I actually don't even give a shit how they make money the fact that they show all this stuff and i can (laughs) check it out yeah i didn't even do any research i'm just like i can't look at that anymore i can't look at that anymore i can't possibly understand how they make any money but uh yeah this is amazing what uh, the han solo frozen iphone case that yeah yeah yeah, good stuff uh wow yeah yeah check it just just go check it out yeah i can't even talk anymore because i'm just scrolling okay here candy 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 I got a couple new podcasts I've been into because you know I listen to podcasts uh, all the fucking time at three times speed apparently. Yeah, move it up to three x. I can't even go past one, and yeah, because I mean I started at one point five, then yep. I moved to two, and now it's like I've got so many in the backlog. I'm like, screw it, let's go to three. Let's see how it works. And I'm, for, it takes some I have to dial down. If the audio quality isn't up to snuff, I got to dial it down. They all sound but, like Alvin and the Chipmunks. No, you still look. <laughs> once you, t- it's like it's like whiskey. It's like scotch. Hmm. It sucks at first, but once you get a taste for it, then you can discern between the voices. All you right. Know? We'll see if I come on board with that. But uh, Well, if, you, if it's not inherent in you, you know, for productivity. I am and, an audio and... guy, so it's hard to listen to that. Okay. Well, you big pussy. <laughs> so, we talked before about how to make money on the internet. And I've always, you know, followed all these charlatans and, you know, yep. shysters and all that just to figure out how they work. In my travels, I have actually come across... Well, let me start first. Okay. I came across a podcast called The Entrepreneur on Fire. (laughs) Brian, are you ready to ignite? No. No, I'm not. Can you dial it down a little bit? Okay, I'll do what I can. Sorry about that. No, not you. I mean, yeah. (laughs) I thought it might be blowing the levels up. I was was in character. 
Yes, and. Yes, and. Oh, my God. Welcome to Groundlings. <laughs> so I found this terrible podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire because we were neighbors. No, actually, the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast guy was on another podcast that was next to us on the new and noteworthy because it's all a circle jerk with these productivity guys mainly because they're yeah. all on everybody else's podcast. Talking about their same stuff. Same stuff. So anyway, I got to the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast and it was just kind of silly. And then I got to this other guy called Pat Flynn. Okay. He runs what you would think would be the douchiest of the douchey podcasts called mm -hmm. the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Sounds pretty douchey. Unbelievably not douchey. Okay. Uh, wanted to learn how to do all this stuff. He was in real estate, not whatever he was in. It doesn't matter. The difference between this guy and all the other guys is he tells you everything about his methods. Okay. It, and he's so not it's completely transparent. And he's not selling it. And he it's actually not, does it's a not thing. send uh, send me fifty bucks and I'll tell you my secrets. Exactly. Okay. He does he does this thing where he literally takes an idea, takes it from an idea to a profitable passive income website over like three months. Okay. What is, is a profitable passive income website? Well, for me personally, I yeah. could t I have yourwallpaper.com, right. which is a passive income site. Put up wallpapers, people go mm -hmm. to it, click on Google Ads. I get money. You see what I do there, Jason? I try to bring it back for the non-incredibly geeky people so that are listening. Well, that's why you're the, the, the <laughs> intrepid sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> do I get a so, cool hat? If All intrepid want. sidekicks usually have a cool hat. You don't want a cool hat. You have fucking amazing hair. Why well, would that's you true. Want... I got good hair. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'm <laughs> jealous. I'm going to scalp you one day and wear your head around on mine. <laughs> so, but this guy does... He has really good interviews with people who... Talk about things that are current. Right. Like he did he did uh, the test a couple of years ago, and a lot of the tactics that he used are no longer relevant because right. Google caught on. So he'll bring people on that are like wise in the ways of current SEO stuff mm -hmm. that aren't also aren't douchey, that are like telling you how they're doing it. It's that would not, actually be really interesting to me, too, because the SEO world changes so rapidly these days that who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need so. these guys that are like in the trenches figuring out like... And literally, it's like, okay, well, if you're going to have a, a hundred links to your site, only have 20% of those that have the actual keywords that you're looking for. Because yeah. Google knows now to look for like yeah. human patterns in linking ranks and algorithms. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, I mean, and he's, he's, he's easy to listen to. He's got mm -hmm. a good quality, good quality sound. Um, I think he's got like 63 or maybe he's in the, in the 60s in the okay. episodes. Right. He's only been doing it for like a like a year and a half or something. Right. But um, actually really good information. Cool. And not douchey. And I, you know, I listen to him, I listen to the shows and I listen to the people he has on the shows and he's got a really good eye for picking people that aren't scammy, which is, you know, I didn't think this existed. I honestly yeah, didn't either. think it existed. I mean, the SEO world is, is a mire of muck and disgustingness. Yeah. Yeah. And this, it's this like guy the most Eisley cantina. Yeah, and this guy just kind of cuts through the shit, you know, and in in a world of most Eisley, <laughs> Pat Flynn shot first. All right, <laughs> so, so I'm go. down with Pat Flynn. Uh, good on you, man. Seriously, <laughs> I I I didn't. It's like a fucking unicorn and rainbows. I didn't think it existed. <laughs> so, and I have one more. Okay, this is the PHP Town Hall podcast. Mm-hmm. I've never, I, I'd never thought in a million years I would listen to a podcast about PHP. I'm finding that concept a little frightening. I have learned more in the past two days. They've only got seven episodes. Okay. So, hence. I can catch up. 3X, done. Oh, God. I, I had two and a half on the treadmill this morning. Don't know if I can have a chipmunk teach me about PHP. <laughs> it's a British chipmunk, by the way. Oh, even better. Yes, it, it actually makes it kind of... Alvin. And um, these guys actually drink way more than we do. Oh, <laughs> respect. Yeah. Um, so it's Phil Sturgeon and Ben Edmonds are the two hosts. Okay. Uh, Phil is part of the PHP Framework Interoperability Group. And named PHP after a fish. Fig. PHP Fig. They... Um, they basically are trying to do standards for all the frameworks out there so they can like talk to each other and all this stuff. Right. And I've learned a ton. I mean, literally a ton of what the current state of PHP is from these guys. I feel like I've been living in a cave. <laughs> They've got new package managers out there. Composer is the big one that everybody's using. Right. That is like, if, if, you're, if you're in the PHP world, there, there used to be Pear. 
yes. that was the PHP mm -hmm. package thing where you could just type in, not go to the command line, it would load your libraries in that you could use. Yeah. Pair is a clusterfuck. Yes. Uh, Composer is is the new hotness apparently. Oh, everybody's everybody's that. loving it, and they but they they put out specs for mm -hmm. like uh, auto loading standards, coding standards, all this stuff, so everybody can talk to each other. So when you go grab a package, you know that it's going to work out of the gate with your stuff. You just said grab a package. Yep, they do talk about packages a lot, which is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> and every time, time they, they say a drinking show, huh? yeah. every time they say package. <laughs> So Sorry, I, I, I dig I dig these guys a lot. I mean, there were a couple episodes that were just like, oh, just delete. But uh, they were going into sexism because apparently somebody wore a uh, uh, these two hot chicks went to the UK PHP users group and wore a T-shirt that said "Enhance your PHPness." Okay, that's kind Which, of clever, actually. I thought it was funny as hell. They, I was like, yeah, that's clever. That's... And they went to this whole thing about sexism and coding and all this stuff and right. programmers. And I'm like. The chicks wore it, so yeah, they go they, on. they did it. They chose it, whatever. And whatever, I think it was funny. And the girl they had on the show thought it was pretty funny too. So <laughs> it was. It's like, why are you guys harping on this stuff? But anyway, the, I'm going to start digging into more PHP podcasts. So if anybody that's listening has any good recommendations for PHP podcasts, right? Please send them to me, Jason at GrumpyOldGeeks.com, or go to the contact form on GrumpyOldGeeks.com so Brian can see him too, even though he's Never going to uh, listen to it. Never going to do anything. <laughs> index dot index slash old dot PHP man over here. So, and I did find out my new, my new go-to framework that I'm going to start checking out is Laravel. Well, I'm, I'm going to follow your lead on that because I'm looking for a new framework and trying to figure out which one to settle on. So. Yeah. I mean, and in my, in my interview process that I went through before that we had unfortunately <laughs> yes. talked about. That was one of the, one of the frameworks that they were talking about in, in one of them. And I'd seen it before, but it just wasn't quite there yet for yeah. me. But now I'm, I'm starting to see like how these guys are approaching frameworks mm -hmm. and it's not the same as it used to be. Yeah. Cause that always turned me off when I, when frameworks first came on the scene that I just I didn't dig it and maybe now I will. So well, I, I mean, these new ones. There, there, there's two, there's two <coughs> methods of thinking with frameworks. There's one that it's like, it's a be all end all. We've got everything you need yeah. to be the other, which is my, my personal like, uh, methodology with frameworks is it is as lightweight as possible, and it'll but just has help hooks me, into everything. It'll do the heavy lifting for the code and let me write my own stuff. Yeah. I mean, my that's what I want to. Yeah. My framework is basically a URL routing scheme. You know, that's it. That's like the main crux of it with an MVC backend. Yeah. And just the the like the tiniest of footprint, right? And that's what Laravel's kind of going for too. And then you can bring in stuff from like Symphony or other frameworks, and just package by package, just for what you need. I know we got geeky here at the end. Package. But I just wanted to say, check out PHP Town Hall and uh, and uh, Mr. Pat Flynn on the Smart Passive Income podcast. I'll have some more next week because I'm just devouring these things like mad. Because I'm doing you three are, X. You are all over the podcast. Three X, three X. Closing shout outs. Uh, I want to do a shout out for one of my uh, really good friends, Suzanne Casamento. She actually has a book out on uh, Amazon for Kindle, etc. It's a young adult book called Fingerprints, so it won't uh, really be up a lot of people's wheelhouse, as it were. At least that listen to this podcast. Not too many geeks want to read a young adult novel, but um, you know she did it, and it's awesome, and I'm really proud of her. So check it out if you want to. Fingerprints, Suzanne Casamento. Also a shout out for her web endeavor, which is more up our uh, grumpy old geeks audience, particularly if you're a single woman. Think we have many of those? Mm, no. Damn it. Whatever. Fantasydating.com. Check that out because uh, she's taking oh, a stab out there. I know her. Yeah, you know her. Oh, I've been so, on that project. Yeah, well, that's her <laughs> book. She used to be a journalist and a writer, and uh, she's got a book out now. So, Oh, good for her. I totally yeah. know her. Yeah. Go <laughs> okay. Suzanne. We're really happy and proud of you. So, and uh, yeah, yeah. maybe we'll get you in here, too, to talk about uh, your experiences with the uh, web world. So, All right. Well, good for her. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think, uh, I think this new format's working for me. Yeah, I'm liking it so far, so uh, we'd love to hear what you think. You got other segments you want us to try out? You don't like what we're doing? Let us know. 
Yeah, just uh, the contact forms on grumpyoldgeeks.com somewhere because I'm changing everything. So yes, everything is changing. Figure, figure it yeah. out when you get there. I'm sure. I'm sure if you can uh, read, you'll be able to find the link that says contact. But this point. is uh, still fun for me. Fun for me. So we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. So <laughs> and play around. There so. pretty much is. I do want to give a shout out to uh, mammothhq.com again. Yes. Because uh, we still use those guys for organizing our show notes mm-hmm. and. Uh, basically prepping the show it's turned out to be really good you guys really do need a print option though yes we we futzed around with that for a while before hence all the printer noises earlier the print option does not work well mammoth hq is actually fantastic i'm loving doing it um it's actually making me switch browsers as well oh good (laughs) yeah i'm finally getting off firefox i've been on that forever because it used to well hey for a long time. You couldn't see me rolling my eyes. For a long time, it was the best browser out there. It hasn't been for a long time for now. For like a decade, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's got me switched over to Chrome because it's a lot easier to deal with Mammoth HQ and drop you know links in and all that stuff right away. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's a great service. It's absolutely fantastic if you're doing community work on a document or something like that or yeah. you know just exchanging ideas with a friend. It's great. Yeah, it's a great little pasteboard mm-hmm. and uh, keep rocking it, guys. Yep. Thanks very much. All right. uh, We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Keep up with the Grumpy Old Geeks on the web at grumpyoldgeeks.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash grumpyoldgeeks, or email them at podcast at grumpyoldgeeks.com. Have a good week. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida.